everyone, and welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is a show where we take a K-drama, we watch it one episode at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we watched episode four of Alchemy of Souls part two. Yeah, and we had to switch it up this week because we had problems with our streaming services. So we will be back with the finale of The Worst of Evil next week, as well as two more episodes of Alchemy of Souls. We're going to get through this before the year ends. We're going to do it. But for now, all we've got this week is one episode of Alchemy of Souls. Yep. It was unplanned that we would not have subtitles (laughs) available through Hulu to watch with uh, Worst of Evil. (laughs) <laughs> that was that was the actual reason. There's there's not subtitles for some reason. Yeah, but someday we'll learn Korean and that won't stop us. It won't hold us back anymore. One day. You'd think it would have already happened for me, but um, it hasn't even remotely. So <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot of notes on this show. Do you have anything you want to start us off with? Um, I, so the only thing that I want to just say before I forget, because it's not a note so much as I had the thought over and over again, um, both in this episode and just constantly, I need them to stop having the crown prince have immaculate chemistry with the female lead. I need that to, I need that to end last season. (laughs) Just give him someone else. It would Please. have been so easy. Like, I'm going to say this every week because Eunuch had the most potential and she is the most disappointing. Mm-hmm. Why could she not be the queen's personal physician and get closer to the crown prince and be super cool with everybody and know everybody and like everybody? Just be a cool gal. Yeah. Who does not define herself based on whether or not Jungkook loves her. <laughs> is that too much to ask? Is that too hard? Too difficult? It doesn't feel like a lot to ask, uh, unless it's Alchemy of Souls, in which <laughs> case there is only one person that every primary and secondary male character in the show can love, and it is now Buyang. We say one, but technically she's been like three different people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not on us. We're Barely keeping up with that. Yeah. Everyone's in love with her, and and nobody's in love with the crown prince for some reason. No one? Just me? Just me? <laughs> and her, like, secondarily, she's very, like, if Jungkook was not in the picture, I would marry you in a heartbeat. Like, yeah. the chemistry is there. But also, you would still have to compete with Seoyeol, just so oh you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> There are a lot of people in this mess. There always has been. <laughs> At least Soyeol is catching up with Soe. Yeah. Um, I hope he kills her. I don't mean that. I don't mean that. <laughs> that was a terrible thing to say. I just don't like her. I'm done with her. She feels like the most boring villain by far. Yeah, she's a really boring villain. She's super, su- like, she's super dumb. <laughs> she's yeah. just, there's so many times that all of her issues could have been resolved immediately, and they just haven't been. And I just really want Seoyeol to call her out. And I also, I not just call her out, I want him to tell her how dumb she has been. I want it to be very explicitly said by someone who she respects 
And that sounds really mean. <laughs> That's cold. <laughs> but, but the way I mean it is that I want her to... I, I don't think that she would hear it from anyone else. I think anyone else, it would just be water off the duck's back for her. But if Seo Yul said it, she might just say, what can I do to work on myself so I don't get called out by people I respect? That's fair. It's... <laughs> It's hard because it feels too little too late, and I wanted that transition going into this season. I wanted her to be better this season, and, like, she was a pretty lame villain in the first season, very, like, trapped, very caught up in somebody else's plans, and I get that. It made her not the most interesting, but it also made her a pretty blank slate going into season two. And instead of being like, blank slate, she starts to shape her life around doing everything she can to be a normal, decent person. And instead they went for, she is the, we've said it before, the worst version of herself. She's going to be cruel to people needlessly and um, hurt the person she professes to love for no reason. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and do nothing for him. But act like she's doing the most by giving him medicine, but she's doing the literal least. The literal- she's the person who poisoned him. She poisoned him and she never told him. And he's now asking to her face, what did you do to me? And I feel like she's still not going to tell him. It would be pretty great if she just would, because then he could get it taken care of. It seems easy to pull it back out. Like, I, she pulled it out of herself. Pretty easily. Yeah, and she doesn't have any magic powers. It just, it really just seems like you just need to know what is going on, and then you'd be able to resolve it. And even if that's not the case, that's a huge plot hole. That's that a huge she, plot hole. <laughs> that she was able to do it, but not him. But also, he's surrounded by all of the best mages, um, every single one of them. And so he could pretty much get help from any- He could literally get help from Jungkook, who has the freaking ice stone living inside of him and giving him all of the powers. Like, it would not be hard to resolve Soyul's problem. So, Soyi has to stop pretending that she saved his life and that now she gets to control him forever. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. It's super gross. It's super gross to just, yeah, not let him heal by way of omission. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there's that. Oh, I... It's really dark, but I'm interested in Soyul's arc this season, this mini-season. It sucks to watch. It sucks. It's very 39 vibes. Just watching one friend be like, I'm okay. I'm okay to die. And <laughs> And this is just what's going to happen to me. Sometimes this is how it shakes out. And everyone, and it's just like us as viewers screaming at the screen, like, it doesn't have to be this way. Yeah. Ugh. It really, it's sad, but it's beautiful to see someone very, walk very calmly towards death and be like, here's all the things I want to leave behind. Here's all the memories I want to make become very warm and caring to the people they love. It's so sad and so beautiful at the same time. Seal Yule is the best boy, and He's it's the best boy. too sad. Oh, 
But the moment he's alone with Jong-uk and he's like, we should hug. We should do a hug. And Jong-uk is like, we should not. Um, so Yul, I knew, would never have hugged. And I was like, oh, yeah. He's pretty different for that. I think I got used to soft so Yul. Yeah. Yeah, he transitioned so easily into soft so Yul that even I'm, yeah. I I can't remember a so Yul that didn't want to just be buddies with everyone. Yeah. And love them. <laughs> and love them and just be like, Jungkook is hurting right now. He needs a hug. Like, yes, so y'all, he does. You should be the one to give it to him. Let's go. I love this so y'all. Yeah, this so y'all is out here conquering toxic masculinity and saying, life's too short. Hug your friends. Hug your friends. But also, he's only doing it because he's like, I'm, I'm just going to die. I'm just going to... There is a toxicity behind it. I will only begin hugging my friends if I will die soon. <laughs> oh, we got Jungkook crying. Does that mm-hmm. defeat toxic masculinity? I do love when a male lead cries. There is something inside of me that is really drawn to that show of emotions. I think um, maybe this is terrible to say. I would have liked it even better if it could have been just about him mourning his lost love. Yes. And like, even if Booyan had to be there, had to be the one comforting him, I'm just really upset by the kiss. I feel like it detracted from what was Jungkook's thing. Yeah. It didn't feel like the right time for it. And I think I'm having a hard time. I don't know. Yeah, I had a hard time with with that too. And just him going through all of the memories and stuff was, yeah, very good as far as a mourning process goes. But there was something about it that didn't click with me. I felt like I had something a lot more profound to say about that and it left my brain. So if it comes back, I might like circle back on this. It's going to be a wild (laughs) timeline here. Um, But yeah, I, I didn't... I love... The vulnerability of crying. I think, I don't know. I, I think it was, I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't, it wasn't resonating with me. I, yeah. But I didn't get like really emotional during that scene so much as like, and maybe it's because we as viewers know more than Jungkook does. But um, yeah, I just didn't, that, it wasn't a, an emotional scene so much as it was just like, ah, finally, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But it was still beautiful in its own right. And I think, like you said, we know as the viewers that he was mourning someone who is still alive. So it makes it very complicated. Hard to cry with him when you're like, she's in the room with you. She's actually right there. But yeah, it's hard to then turn around and be like, and now they're kissing. It's like, no, none of us wanted that. Because does he think, does he still see her as Mudok? Is he still doing that hallucination drunken thing? Or is he now okay with Buyan and he's like, now I need you? It feels like a pretty quick rebound just a couple hours since you were crying over killing Naksu. Yeah. Is that all you needed? Was to just like go to where she 
originally died. You just needed that catharsis. Yeah, it didn't really feel like a moving on kind of moment to me personally, which again, it's all very complicated because she is both the same person and a different person because she doesn't have the memories and experiences of uh, Mudok at this time. But it's... I don't know. Yeah, when he kind of saw Mujak instead of Buyan, and then he saw that it was Buyan, it still didn't kind of really detract from the moment that he was seeing, drunkenly seeing her as Mujak. And yeah, because of that, it just kind of, when the kiss came about, it was like, ugh, can you wait until you're actually ready? Because this is just going to be... The thing about this show also is that it's a very, like, they'll do teases, right? Because the last episode cliffhanger that I was like, ah, oh, finally, they got me. <laughs> they got me hooked in because she has a memory and they're going to talk about what these memories could be and could mean. And then she just immediately is like, it's because I'm a priestess and that's all. And that's the only thing. It was the and egg's memory, not mine. Yeah, I have no clue what this egg bitch is talking about. <laughs> and then she carries around the fucking egg. So every time she gets a new memory, she's like, egg again. <laughs> Wouldn't egg. you know? <laughs> yeah, it's all egg. <laughs> are you kidding me? Throw the egg in a lake. You don't need it anymore. These are your yeah. memories. Figure it out. Please. <gasps> I'm so mad. <laughs> yeah, it was... Like, I get it. It was a good explanation. But then keeping the egg and keeping and seeing more and more memories made me mad. And that, because now she's like, ooh, I get to see Modoc's whole life through her eyes, through this egg. Bitch, that's As not if what's they happening. were mine. <laughs> As if they were my memories. <laughs> you dumb, <laughs> dumb woman. Yeah. It's so frustrating, too, because, again, it's one of those things where I get it. She, yes. like, lost her memories, and they, and they are dragging this out because the whole show is based around someone forgetting or, like, being displaced or, like, losing powers or whatever. So they have to prolong that as long as possible because that's what this show is about. But at the same time, it goes back to the same thing I've been complaining about. I'm, again, such a broken record. I So I am just so mad because I feel like I'm being promised Naksu and I'm being given Buyan. And I, I even like Buyan's character just fine, except for the fact that I just want her to be carrying around a sword and f like fighting people <laughs> and being like the most capable person in every room. Because at least when Muzak lost all of her powers, she was still the smartest person in every room. She was still... Naksu, the smartest person in every room, super analytical mind, super, super on top of everything, could outsmart every person in power in the room by just manipulating them. I loved it. I love that for her. And now we've got a more innocent, a more, I don't have my memories. I'm just trying to figure stuff out. And I think this guy's really hot. And also <laughs> he might get me away from my crazy ass mom. And... It's just not the same, and I'm sick of being teased. I don't want to be teased anymore. I want them to come up with a new plot line where she gets her powers back, and then they have to go do something else. Yeah. I keep waiting for them to give her some sort of damsel in distress that she has to save. Like, even Soyul, I thought 
their interaction where she is like, you are sick. I thought he might be like, and you're the only one that can save me. And then she has to figure that out. She has to build up some power so that she can do something for someone else who she's now friends with, right? Like, oh, give us something. Give us her working on something. I think grit is another thing. Like, even without powers, even without intellect, she could have some sort of grit where she's willing to just work at stuff. I said, I wrote in my notes when they were leaving the forest after she built up Naksu's tower, she's like walking home and she's like, I'm so hungry, which like, yes, I get. But then she just like sits down and is like, I guess I'll die here. I was like, Naksu's whole thing is that as a five-year-old, she saw her entire family slaughtered and was like, I'm going to do something about this. I'm going to spend the rest of my life avenging my father. You got stuck in a forest at night and your first thought is like, guess I'll die. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for me. That is not Noxuit. They do not share a soul. I do not believe it. Different person entirely because, and I guess to their credit, they had like a a Jin Mu having her like walking up to her five-year-old crying self and being like, I can get you revenge and just kind of like, nudging her down the path of being self-sufficient but at the same time it really sucks that they're like she she would only be self-sufficient if she had someone point out the path of self-sufficiency because then it's like that's not self-sufficient it doesn't make any sense yeah and it's like this strong woman is only capable of doing things if a man makes her yeah you cannot convince me that jinmu held her hand for all of those years and was like, no. here's what we're doing. Here's how you're going to do it. Like, no. I think he straight up admitted he just like left her in the woods and like checked on her once every three years or something. Yes. So I don't know. I feel like there are character defining moments that they set up where even without, like I said, even without the power, even without the intellect, even without the experiences and the memories of Naksu, I wish we were able to see that it is Naksu, that she still has the soul of a warrior. But it's just like, here's a normal-ass girl in a magical world. (laughs) Yep. Just trying to figure out her lost memories and getting real hungry in the woods. (laughs) You're like... (laughs) No, that's me. I don't want to watch me. <laughs> I'm helpless. Give me I'm someone helpless. who knows what they're doing. Okay. <laughs> Give me one woman who knows what she's doing. She's supposed to be my role model. I can't role model Not- Booyan. <laughs> nope. We just gotta go back to season one and keep watching Mujak forever. Mm-hmm. Replay. Replay. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> Um, do we even talk about Buyeon and Jungkook's relationship? Is there even anything there? What relationship? <laughs> the back and forth BS that we were given all of season one. Yeah. And then we're just like back in it, but in like a really weird way where I, I guess I'm just at the point where I like don't trust the moments of good between them, or I guess the moments where he is it feels like leading her on. I don't know how else to put it when she's like, okay, well, I'm going to go to this party and say that we're super in love and that you're super nice to me all the time and that you make little 
beautiful lights for me in the nighttime so that I can find my dumbass way home. <laughs> <laughs> and and every time she says anything, he's just like, you should. You should do that. Sure. Go ahead. And it's supposed to be like so romantic. And for me, I was just like, I guess what's the game here? Like, what's he doing? Because it, it doesn't. There was a game and that sucks. I'm glad yeah. you have one foot out the door. You've got one foot <laughs> on the docks. I'm a dummy. I'm fully on board the ship. Anytime he does anything nice, I am monkey brain. I'm back on board. And I hate it because then he pushes me right off again. He's like, oh, that was all build up so that I could get her to cut her nails and use her as a decoy. Like, okay, um, I'm glad you're committed to saving her life, but that's not romance. That's just like decency. So... <laughs> All of this was about the nails thing, I think. That and sucks. Is it decent if he's just tricking her into doing the things that he needs her to? Like, or is it just kind of like the bare minimum? I don't <laughs> like <laughs> I just yeah, I just wasn't impressed with him. Once again, I am once again coming to this podcast unimpressed with Jungkook, <laughs> unimpressed with Park Jin. I Honestly, though, this was maybe the most helpful Park Jin has ever been, ever. This and even is a good episode. Yeah, this was like, he gets one, this was it, and he was fine. <laughs> he really didn't, he doesn't need to be in the show anymore, but if he's going to be, I guess it should be like this. Even then, it felt like too many scenes, but... yeah. He was, like, in this episode, as helpful as maybe Master Lee has been at Master Lee's least helpful moments. <laughs> and Master Lee's had, like, four minutes of screen time in these four episodes. So let's let's tone it down. Let's tone Park Jin down and tone Master Lee up. Yeah. I do like that we got a couple minutes of Master Lee in this uh, episode where he talked about he straight up admitted it like someone asked him like oh so you brought uh Buyeon back to life and he was like sure did that was me <laughs> I did that yes <laughs> <laughs> pretty oh, cool <okay>. right <laughs> are you allowed to you can't keep doing sorcery Okay, Master Lee. Dude does whatever he wants. He does whatever he wants. He, he takes the chastity tea and that makes him a god. Yeah, he's completely above the rules. Completely. No one can touch Master Lee. He can embody little dead orphans. He can soul switch with them because his body got burnt. That's fine. Whatever. Take steal them. a body. Why not? Steal, steal a body. Resurrect a body even though you're not supposed to. It's for a rich lady, so why not? Yeah. And then... It's all supposed to be real hush-hush, but then straight up, it takes one person being like, oh, so that was you? And he's like, yeah, dog. That was oh me. Because <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't care at all. <laughs> oh, Master Lee, you are the best part of this show. Nope, second best, Crown Prince, sorry. Crown Prince 1, Master Lee 2. The That's old, the list. The old Mudok 1, but <laughs> she got bumped. She got got. Um, what else? Oh, I just keep wanting to talk about the crown prince. He bought the turtle, and we knew he did, though, right? We would. <laughs> oh my god, his interactions with Buyan so good. Peak comedy, peak comedy, immaculate chemistry, 
I love their love. I hate it. Yeah, it's awful. I yeah, I don't know what I was saying. It's terrible. It's torture. I just want them to be in love. Yes. But our ship is full of holes. This sucks. Nightmare. <sighs> Stop giving us chemistry with the crown prince. Stop giving us chemistry with the crown prince. If you're going to give crown prince chemistry, give it with Jungkook. I don't know. Like yeah. they were past each other at some point in the king's chamber. When Jungkook has just gotten his mission to kill Naksu, I wanted Crown Prince to stop that man and give him a hug. Like, I was all in for hugs this episode. Everybody hug each other. I mean, (laughs) electricity. Because then when Jungkook goes to say, like, I did the thing. Again, electricity. The Crown Prince is there staring into his soul. His ice stone. (laughs) (laughs) Sparks between them. And he's the one that stands up for Jungkook and is like, no, the thing is done. Like, he knows. Jinmu spelled out the plan for the crown prince, a.k.a. for me, because I had no idea what was going on. And even at the end of it all, crown prince was like, guess it all fell apart for you, Jinmu. Looks like Jungkook won this round. Like, no cares in the world. Yeah. Sucks to suck, Jinmu. And then, uh, of course, be still my heart, because <laughs> it's it's so interesting to me that he's doing nothing to stop Jinmu, but he so clearly is just gathering information. Like, he knows he's in such a unique position that as long as he doesn't actively do anything to stop him, he will know everyone's plans. Yes! Oh my god! Because the villains this season are multiplying. They are popping off. There are too many of them. And this guy's just in the middle. Neutral ground. He's like, I don't get what you guys' beef with Jungkook is, but he's got the ice stone, and he's kind of been a bro, so I'm just gonna stay here. Like, does he piss me off? Yeah. But in a hot do way. I, yeah, <laughs> in a hot way. Like, do I, do I want him dead? Not really. No. Do I want him hated by everybody? He kind of already is. Yeah, that, and which is fine with me. I kind of hate him too, in a hot way. <laughs> This is going to be enemies to lovers, you guys. (laughs) We're rooting for it. We've got six more episodes for them to turn this ship around. We've got this. We've got nothing but time. (laughs) Um, I have a stupid, stupid note that just says Soe's buddy, her friend, doesn't wear eyeliner anymore. I kind of love it for him. I absolutely miss it. It was a look. But I just wanted to bring it up because it's worth mentioning that I noticed. (laughs) He's giving up on the drama, but he's like, all of these losers have too much drama going on anyway. The last (laughs) thing we need is my eyeliner raising the stakes. (laughs) That's his exact thoughts every morning. (laughs) And we love it for him. He's... He's growing. Yeah. He's very busy. He doesn't have time to put on makeup anymore. Um, also, the girl duo that we needed from this show is finally building, which is Buyon and Jewel. Yes! Yeah. When Jewel was like, come on, let's go do something. I was like, yes! Finally. Yes! Maybe Queens. Jewel can convince Buyon to be cooler. Yeah, I think she will. But also, I really did like the scene where Buyon got jealous of the honey biscuits things and just shoved them all in her mouth. Like, <laughs> I just love silly. 
I do also. I, and petty, like silly petty. Yeah. Silly petty. Silly petty. Like, it's that's funny. You can be jealous in that you eat all the honey biscuits. You please don't be jealous in the like you start rebuilding Noxu's grave and immediately cut your hand and are like, oh, I need assistance. Like kiss a better. <laughs> she didn't cry for help. I shouldn't <laughs> roast her this much for it, but I was pretty upset that she was so sassy putting that putting that grave back together that she cut herself immediately. I was like, no. There the K-drama trope is that anytime a female has a sharp object, she gets cut, right? Like <laughs> we can't handle sharp objects or positions of power. <laughs> it is the law for women <laughs> everywhere, and we understand those rules. So like when she picks up the rocks, you know she's gonna get hurt. But it's still so frustrating to watch. Honey biscuits, innocent jealousy. Perfect yes. comedy jealousy. Yeah, just a touch. Just a touch of jealousy. It's not destructive. It's just kind of funny. It's just funny. <sighs> um, my last important note, my last very important note that I wanted to bring up was Buyon's death, her death scene. This might be the meanest thing I ever say. I was in my fair share of murder mystery dinners in high schools. <laughs> not to brag, bit of an actress myself. <laughs> That scene felt very much acted at that level, like, booyah, somebody getting up with a sword in the middle of the party and walking around. There's guards in the background. You can see them just standing there. And they're just like, this seems normal. This seems normal. The musician just flipped her coat over, pulled out a sword, and is walking around. Like, that's fine. We didn't even notice. Yeah, we weren't going to try and stop her because we didn't think it was that big of a deal. Then part two, Buyan is like, I'm not going to do anything except run to the center of the stage and then get stabbed. Like, we know why this is happening, but just the fact that it's happening this way is like, you fucking are a mouse, I guess. Like, <laughs> only explanation is that you are an actual mouse right now. And then she was. So it works out. Yeah, it, like that was that was on point. That was some mouse acting. <laughs> that was some we'll mouse give acting. That. <laughs> no words spoken. You just look your assassin in the eye. Run to the center of where everyone is gathered. Peak. We love it. Part three, Act three. We've got the queen coming in, delivering her line. Buyan has been killed by Noxu. Like, woman, could you not practice that in the mirror this morning? You've had like a week to prepare. Nope. Come on. Delivery is off, my lady. Come on, sell it. You've got to sell, sell it. Sell it. Give us a tear. <laughs> I loved her. She was like a daughter to me. We were together for such a short time, but we bonded. <laughs> <laughs> we get nothing. We get the line. We get the scene. We get Maid Cam walking in. It's it plays out like a high school play. And part of me loved it, loved the campiness. But part of me was like, is this real life? <laughs> I don't get it. Jungkook, you should start paying these people so that they'll <laughs> put their back into it. <laughs> Can everybody else give 5% more effort on the next take? Thank you. <laughs> Not on the show. Genuinely, it's acting within acting, and yeah. that's what I'm critiquing. 
Oh my god. I loved it. I am glad to be back still. But yeah, this is a different show and it's not as good as Alchemy of Souls. Mm -mm. It's a whole new show. New show who this. New show who this. Not Mudok. Not Naksu. It's just Booyan now. But that's okay. We're going to start doing two episodes as of next week. So it's going to move so much faster. We're going to be fine. We're going to crush this show. We're going to crush it. I'm stoked. And then we'll have... We'll know. We'll know if we hate Booyan or not. (laughs) We'll know if we hate part two or not. (laughs) Sorry, guys. This has probably been rough for you. You, like, just watch the whole thing in one day like I did, and you'll really like it. It's really good if you do it that way. (laughs) (laughs) We should have just watched it in a weekend. Just blasted through it. That would be fun. I'll come visit. We'll just watch six episodes together immediately, all in one sitting. I'm... I'm thinking, <laughs> like, I I want that. I do, too. Ugh, I probably won't be able to until after Christmas. <laughs> okay, we'll pick another show to do next, and we'll binge that one. Yeah, one show, and then we'll just record, like, we'll do, like, we'll still do it episodically for the podcast, but we'll just stop between episodes to record. We used to do that when we, we first started. Yeah, when it was like a real, real fresh drama. I remember doing that with Oh My Venus. That's the only one I remember doing it with, but we did it and it was really hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard Exhausting. not to watch the cliffhangers. <laughs> <laughs> just click the next episode, just five minutes of the next episode. Yeah. A little peek, and then we'll go record. We never would, because we love talking about cliffhangers. But maybe? Mm, mm-hmm. Maybe? <laughs> <sighs> we'll figure something out. Um, if you are enjoying this, if you have compliments to give us, if you have hype to give us about Alchemy of Souls Part 2, email us at playonkpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, you can also find uh, stuff on our website, playonk.com, stuff like links to our affiliates and uh, sign up for our newsletters. We do post our episodes on the website as well, in case you're like, where is the other places you post? And that is all, uh, yep, like I said, playonk.com. You can find us on patreon.com slash playonk. That's the best way to support the show and get some bonus content just for yourself. Yeah, um, we also have the absolute um, least like money-wise expensive, but does take a couple minutes. But if you had a couple minutes to rate, review, and subscribe, wherever you are listening to us, it really helps other K-Drama podcast listeners find us. We're on social media, allegedly. Like, we never log into the accounts, but we're on there on Instagram at Play on K Podcast on X, formerly Twitter, at PlayOnK, and on TikTok at PlayOnK underscore Emily. Yeah, and I think that's all of the things that we've got for housekeeping. So we will see you next week for two episodes of Alchemy of Souls Part 2. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bye Bye-bye.